Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. You know, we've been in a really um, good time here. I hope last week you guys were blessed. <clears throat> Doc brought, brought the word of the Lord, amen, did a great job. Um, take those keys, put them in your life. Let's change your life, amen. He gave you some powerful principles um, about understanding, you know, basically, um, you know, just some keys to change your life. Joel chapter 2 is where we're going to go. Yeah, we could start in verse 23. I'm going to let the ushers kind of serve you while I'm flipping around here. One of the things I want you to remember and me to remember is that um, I want you to raise your place of faith. Kind of flipping around here looking for some stuff. But um, I want to ask you to do this with me. Can you raise your faith today um, to a place as the ushers are serving you? Today, I need you, today's a great, look at your neighbor say, it's a great day to be in church. Look at your other neighbor say, it's a great day to be in church. I've got a word in my heart that's for you today. Um, this is not, uh, I'm not fluffing it, you know, like somebody like, oh, you know, what are you going to talk about? I really felt the direction of the Lord to kind of preempt my sermon and, and engage in this thing. And we're starting a brand new series within reach and the Lord kind of downloaded this message in my heart and I knew it was the time to bring it to you. So here's where I need, I need you to elevate your faith today to a place to receive. It's not, it's not like, it's not like me trying to, you know, I'm not trying to coerce you into something or push you into something. I'm going to speak something into your life today. Them that are watching, it's the greatest day of your life. I'm telling you, People don't understand how important church is. If people, you know, me and, me and Will, it's funny, Will, I'm picking on you today, right? Me and Will, we were with Brother Norval one time swimming in a pool, and I said, what's the greatest thing we do? He said, every time the door of church is open, you better be in there. Doc said the same thing Sunday. You got to get in there. I don't, because one day like this comes and you ain't here to get it. And I don't know if you can get it off a CD. I pray to God you can. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know if the same, I guess the same anointing, I don't know. All I know is it's good to be in the house of the Lord, amen? Miss G, it's a good day to be in the house of the Lord. You've been, now you're here, you're going to get it, amen? So I was, I, was, I was sitting in this thing, and I read it, and when I read it, God said, tell them it's now. And I said, tell them it's now what? He said, tell them it's now. It's my time. And I said, all right. I said, well, how are you in the world going to do it? He said, don't worry about what I'll do. You just tell them what I told you, and you tell them it's now. I said, all right. So I kind of stepped in my deal, and I didn't, I didn't want to, I got my notes. I had my sermon. I'm like, all right, I'm cool, but I'm smart enough to know don't follow my ideas. Let's follow God's ideas. And, and God backed it up this morning, and people were laying all over the place because the power of God. I'm not saying we're going there, but it's good. But here's what I'm trying to get you to see. The Lord started talking to me about redeeming the time. And I said, Lord, I don't understand what you're saying. He said, I want you to just tell them that I'm getting ready to do things in their life Beyond, we're shifting into another dimension of what God has for us. And the only thing you need when you hear the word of God is faith. Because here's the thing about the word of God. The word of God has the potential within it to take you where the destination will end. Does that make sense? That's what prophetically happens. A prophetic word is a word spoken basically in season. You know what I mean? Besides getting technical, you know, speaking the things of God, um, you know. And when that happens, what will happen is, It'll, it'll pull you up and take you to the destination where that word finishes. You in yourself, 
Now, here's what you got to get. You and yourself do not have the potential to get that word to come to pass, but God in himself has already brought it to pass. What you do is you take your faith and connect yourself to the word of God, and then the word of God will take you to the final destination. The only thing you could do to mess it up is take your faith off it. Is that okay? So when you put your faith on it, don't take your faith off it. It's, it's sometimes the things God does are almost so extraordinary that when it's happening, you say, how in the world can you do this? I have no idea, nor do I care. Just keep believing he's going to do it. Does that kind of make sense? Because what happens in moments in time, you go, I've been to this rodeo before. I've heard great words, but I don't know. No, don't tell, that ain't what I'm talking about. Here's the deal. My word ain't going to hit the ground. It's going to take you to a destination. But if you take your faith off it, your faith will disconnect the function of it, and you won't go with us. I'm going. You coming with me. So I need your faith to be at a place where, like, if this dude says I could run through a wall, today I'm getting ready to run. Though he that receives a prophet in the name of the prophet receives a prophet's reward. He that receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man will get a righteous man's reward. Did you just elevate yourself to a brand new level? Yes, I did. And it's okay with me. It should be okay with you. Bottom line, I've been telling people around here, if this ain't the place you hear, go figure out a place you hear because you're making the biggest mistake of your life. It's the God's honest truth. Because if I can't believe what this guy's saying, then guess what? You're in the wrong place. I'm telling you, that's the way the thing works. So receive what I'm going to tell you today because it's for you. It ain't just for me. And the Lord told me. So in Joel chapter 2, I started getting in this thing. And I want to read it to you because this, this, this is the thing, guys. This word's for you. I could preach anything in this Bible today. God said, let it go. I said, let it go, let it go. And if you're watching, you can get it. Now, some of you are going to give me that, well, I don't know if I believe faith. You ain't going to get nothing. So take a nap. I don't know what to tell you. Some of you in here are like, if this joker tells me run around the block seven times, I'm going to listen to him run around the block seven times and get my stuff because I'm tired of not having stuff. Let me tell you something about God. God will teach you this. When you get tired of not having what he said you can have, you start becoming a lot more obedient to what he tells you to do. You know what I'm saying? When you're tired of being sick, you're tired of being mental, you're tired about being this, you're tired about being that, I'm tired of having jacked up, I'm tired of not seeing, I'm tired of not having, I'm, I'm about lost me, and I picked him up, and whatever he tells me to do, the word of the Lord, I'm going to do it, because why? I about had it with practicing it, I want to see it manifest. I'm ready to see God move in my life, I'm ready for God to speak to my life. I'm going to tell you what, if God said he could turn things around, well then praise be God Almighty, let him turn it around, and you say, well, praise Praise be to God. This is excitement. There's excitement in this. There ain't no excitement in this. There's anointing behind it. Amen. This ain't just run around and shout stuff. This is the kind of stuff that changes your heart forever and puts you on track to get what it is God said you can have. Amen. Look at this. He said, be glad then, children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God. Now, right there, right there, that's God. See, here's what happens. When I read that book to you, that book comes alive in your, in your, in your, in your midst. Does that make sense? So if God said rejoice, guess what? Rejoice. Why? Because it's prophetic now. We go see the Zoe is what? We got Rama and Zoe, okay? Oh, that, praise God, that's the name of people's dogs or something. No, 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 ain't nobody dog. Right? Rhema is the written word, right? Come on, somebody, right? You got the Rama is spoken word, right? You got the Rama is the spoken word, right? You got Logos is the written word. So Logos ain't some Bible software, okay? Which it is, but you know what I'm saying? It's the written word. Once we speak it, it becomes rhema, spoken word. Faith comes by 
hearing and hearing by the rhema word of God. Amen? What's that? Well, you got to hear it. Somebody got to speak it, right? So we're letting it loose. So when we speak it, we let it loose because there's power in the word to change your life and situation. Is that cool? You don't want somebody to go up there, wait, I'm just going to read the Bible. No, no, no. We're releasing the Bible. You understand what I'm saying? You're just reading the word. Well, guess what? When you read the word, it has power. But when you believe the word and read it, it's a lot more potent. It's got a punch to it. That's why people say, I don't know if I like you. Now, you, don't, you ain't mad at me. I'm smart enough to know that. You ain't mad at me. You're mad at the punch behind it because I believe it. Why can you go to some church? How you go to some church and you just like the orator? He ain't, got no, he ain't believing it. He ain't got no punch behind it because if you don't believe it, see, I live it. I don't just practice it like, oh, praise be to God. Maybe this is true. You know what I'm saying? That's why I bug you sometimes because it's got power behind it, power to, power to shape you, power to mold you. Power to make you, power to break you if you resist it. It'll do it. It's the anointing in the word. It ain't me. Jesus said this. Oh, you ain't mad at me. You were offended before I showed up. You're offended at that word I've been preaching. Because Jesus believed the word. He was the word, became flesh, and dwelt among us. When the word of God hits you, look, can I explain something to you? Nobody's ever been offended at you a day in your life. Did you know that? Yeah, it's the word. The word brings offense. You say, why are those people mad at me? I'm a nice person. Yes, you are. They, 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 you're a very nice person, but you know why they mad at you? Because that word you got in you. Yeah. You say, I got friends. They're my friends. Now they ain't my friend no more. What you believe in? <laughs> yeah, beliefs will separate you from goofy people. Yeah. Oh, let Judas reveal himself early so you don't have to pay the price later. Wake up. <laughs> Jesus sat with him. John chapter 6, he said, I knew that joker was a deceiver from day one. You just had to wait till we sat at a table knowing who it was that would betray him. It's John. Yeah, but see, here's the test. Can you love him like everybody else even though you know he's the one? That's when character really starts cranking, baby. It's easy to sit with them that like you. It's hard to sit with them that are getting ready to try to do you in. But you know what? Use them. Use them. You need them. What? You need them. You got to have them. You can't grow without them. Stop getting mad. Stop getting mad when they show up. Because when they show up, promotion's right behind them. Stop. When they show up, start getting excited. I started to like it. Because <laughs> when they show up, Right behind them is promotion. Because let me tell you something. When God gets ready to promote you, the devil brings an assignment to destroy you. Hands down. And you get mad about the distraction that's there from the assignment. Get excited. Why? Because right behind that thing's promotion. And the only way to get the promotion is walk through the distraction. So don't get nervous when it shows up. Get kind of excited. Just don't tell nobody. Just sit still and be calm and go, here it is. Oh, here it is. But it's wrapped up. It's not comfortable when you're in the middle of it. But if you start learning how to play the game, you know it's the only way to go up. So you need Judas. Because without him, you say, oh, I don't want no more of this. No, they're, 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 they're stepping stones to success. Because can you still love when you know they're not going to love you? How are you going to grow without them? So we get mad when we see the obstacles, but obstacles are promotions. Problems are just situations for you to overcome. Here's the, here's, the, here's, the, here's the last, I'll give you the greatest lesson I've learned the last month. Don't be moved by any of it. 
When the devil throws the best punch, don't flinch. See, you're getting into it. What the? Oh, my. Look at this. What am I? Just stand there. Oh. No problem. He ain't even flinching now. Now you can't even get the guy. You can't even bug him. You can't even bother him. He doesn't even get mad. He's not even yelling about it. He, now it's to the point we do these things. He, he don't even, he's not even affected by it. He doesn't, he doesn't even respond. He used to at least yell a little bit or get mad about something. Now they don't even do nothing. Now they just sit there and go, oh, okay. I spirit first and flesh not. See, when flesh moves forward, you're going to have reaction and you're going to have problems and you're going to have a mess. Just sit there in spirit and laugh and go, oh, okay, whatever, no problem. Because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. See it? You get there, you cultivate this stuff. That's a bunny trail, but it's worth it. I wish all my problems would leave my life. If the problems leave your life, promotion's walking out the door with them. It's true. I'm telling you, when the devil assigns an enemy to your life, God has already brought, push the promotion forward. That's why the enemy showed up. He don't want you, see, he don't want you to promote because he knows if you promote, you start believing this stuff. And the minute you start believing this stuff and start expecting this stuff to work, you better hang on. Why? Because guess what? You're ready to prosper and go to another level of every area of your life like you never went before. You'll change your marriage. You'll change your kids. You'll change your finance. You'll change your body. You'll change your, if God be for me, is God a man that he should lie? Is he the son of God he needs to repent? Did he not say it and won't he do it? Come on, somebody. Has he not spoken a thing and Will he not bring it to pass? Amen. Come on. If he said it, he'll do it. If he put it in that book, it's for you. Amen. If he said, I, I can have it, I can have it. And the only one trying to keep you from it is the enemy. Amen. And you don't take none of that stuff. You say, I don't, I'm going to declare the works of the Lord. Believe what God said. Amen. Come on, guys. I feel the anointing in here. Somebody got a bad doctor's report. God's going to knock that junk out of your body. You're going to go back, and they're going to say, we was here, but ain't here no more. We, you, you had some kind of lump, bump, and growth. We thought it was cancer, but I don't know. Somebody got the cancer before we could find it again. Miracle atmosphere. God moving supernaturally. God doing what he said he can do. God being who God said. Well, you better take it easy. I ain't taking nothing easy. I didn't come here. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. It's an aggressive kind of kingdom. All this mamby pamby, sit back, relax, junk. I ain't got no time to sit back and relax. I come here to occupy, destroy. Jesus destroyed the works of the devil and so should you. Amen. You should go after it aggressively. Amen. Stop living this past. I just hope I don't have no problems. I just pray this week we don't have no problems. Shut up. Go looking for a problem and solve it, amen, with the word of God, with the anointing, with the power, and with the ability of heaven, amen? Go in there and get this thing. You guys know what to do. Come on. Say, oh, no, here come the devil. The devil should be getting scared. Oh, no, here you come. Oh, no, here they come again. Now, look at this, right? Joel chapter 2. I know you guys are doing good. I read this, and I like it, and I want to read it to you because the word has got the power. See, when I read it, see, you got to get this. This is why you got to read the word of God out loud. you got to read the word of God out loud in your life to activate it, but you got to believe what you read. And when you put faith behind what you read, the, the power of it is released in your moment. And you'll start prophesying. This is why confession of the word of God is so important. You'll start prophesying 
into your future. And your future is waiting for your next step. So as I sit here and say, great, see right now, I don't have ability, but greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I just created ability. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Boom. So I say, can you do it? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Come on, somebody. How you know how to do it? I don't know, but all things in me can figure the endowment of the Holy Ghost. I got everything I need. Come on, you guys got this stuff. You ain't got to get it. You got it. Church is sitting there waiting to get it. You already got it. Look what he said here in Joel. Woohoo! come on. Right? He says, he says, be glad. Rejoice. He said this. He said, I will give you the form of rain moderately, and he will cause to come down the rain in the form of rain in the latter rain in the first month. Remember we used to sing that song? I started singing it in the morning. You remember, remember that? You don't remember that. The former and the latter rain together. I'm not talking about the weather. Joel prophesied in the last days, the Holy Ghost will come my way. It's raining down on me. You don't remember that, do you? None of you. Ain't none of you been around for that. Y'all need your young rookie got saved. Yeah, you don't remember that one. Amen. You don't remember Joel prophesied in the last days? This is the prophet Joel. Joel's a prophet. Hello? You don't like my singing? I ain't that good at it now, I know. At least I tried. You're over there in worship like, I'm not going to do it. You better do it. Praise the Lord. Bible said you don't praise him, a rock will cry out. Ain't no rock taking my place. I might be loud and noisy, but no rock going to take you. I ain't going to be on the roll of heaven and say, oh, the rocks beat you, Sarno. No, 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 God. No, 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 no. I was loud and loud like a tin can, but guess what? No rock took my place. I ain't losing to no rock. Can you imagine that? Some people are going to go to heaven and go, oh, the rocks beat you out in worship. Jesus, good God. That's sad. Well, I don't want to think. I got nothing to sing about. I got nothing to sing about. My life ain't no good. It's going to stay that way. So you might as well enjoy it. Yeah, because you got to rejoice. You got to rejoice. Joy of the Lord's your strength. But I don't like singing. That ain't, you lie. You sing all that junky stuff on, on, on them uh, radio shows. You can sing all that. We went over there the other day. I didn't even know what they were singing. She had that dance thing. Man, all them songs, I like them. They got a good beat to them, but I don't even know, I don't know who's who. You know what I'm saying? I was like, praise the Lord. Shaking, shaking your booty music, everybody on there, all that. I just say booty in the church. Yeah, I did. You all shake your booty. Yeah, some of you were shaking your booty last night. You come to church, you can't even lift your hand. I'm meddling. Y'all booty shaking all night long. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, y'all know all them words. You got one of them worship songs figured out? Don't know one of them, but you got you go, you can shake your booty. Come in here, lift your hands in the sanctuary. I lift my hands and say, you in the club, put your hands in there, but they're all crazy. Yeah. Come on, help the preacher. Help me. Help me. Y'all up there. You know what I'm saying? Raise your hand. You got no problem. Raise your hand. Come into church. The worship leader, like, lift your hand in the air. It's, a, it's half a hand. Praise the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Come on, right? Miss Crystal, you here. You can help me, right? I don't know none of them songs. I like them. I don't know nobody. I don't know. I can walk by these people, and I would not know who they are. You know what I'm saying? I don't know who they are. We all singing all their stuff. But I wouldn't know who they are. It's okay. I'm down with it. I like it. But here's the thing. But you, co- you could do it out there, but you come in here. You When's this over? I'm going to go. I'm going to follow some of you. I'm going to go with you on Saturday night. Matter of fact, I'm going to give everybody in the church a beeper and beep you about 11 o'clock Saturday night. Where you at? 
What are you doing? Put me on speakerphone. If I hear music in the background, you better come in here Sunday morning and praise the Lord. Pastor, we have, <laughs> oh, no, the pastor's calling. Praise the Lord. Is this somebody, hey, new visitors, we are not a cult. I just want you to know that. I'm not about all that. You know what I'm saying? We are, this ain't no cult, all right? This ain't no cult thing. But you know what I'm saying? We got to get real with the Lord here, man. We're out there. And don't all you kids look at me like that. Y'all know the music and all that's good. I know you worship God. But you know what I'm saying? We got we to gotta do it. They say rejoice in the Lord. You got something to rejoice. Man, you know what people are? They're always quick to be negative, ain't they? You got something to rejoice about. I got nothing to rejoice about. Are you here today? Are you here? Are you breathing? You got something to rejoice about. Are you alive? You got breath in your lungs? Hello, did you get here? You got something to rejoice about. That's the problem. And we become, we, ingratitude is just me not recognizing what I already have. Yeah, I got to get more. Everybody's like, well, I get that. Nah, that ain't going to make you happy. You should be happy right now with what you got. Amen? And then you get even more stuff when you rejoice about what you have, okay? So let's go. I got to preach. I don't know what time it is. Praise God. We got to get done around here. Oh, I'm in, I'm in a good form, real, real, I'm in a real, real, real I'm in a spot. All right, let's leave it at that. <laughs> I'll start praying in tongues in about a minute. I got messed up in the morning service. The Holy Ghost came in here. Even when the new people look and go, what, what happened? They were like this. What, what something happened? What happened? Did they change the air condition? I felt the breeze. I felt the breeze. Was that you blowing on my neck? Something's weird. And you know when the, you know when the people ain't been church start looking around like, well, who's that? Who's that in the back of me? I'm not comfortable now. I do not feel comfort. Yeah, he'll get nervous. <laughs> he was in here. He came in thick. And the floor shall be full of wheat, and the and and the fat shall overflow. I got that right now. The fat shall overflow. Praise the Lord. I got a little overflow on my side here. I got to work on overflow. Yeah, go to another school. Help me. Whoever did that, thank you. I needed that. And I will restore you. Hallelujah. Some of you need the joy. We should just sit in here and laugh sometimes. Some of you, you should look at your face. You'd start, you're like, I'm mad about even laughing. Some of you got to get loosened up. Loosen up a little bit. Look at your neighbor and say, loosen up. Look at your neighbor and say, loosen up. You too. Chill out, all right? And I will restore to you. Now, this is what the word is. Ready? Now, get ready. I got to give you some joy so you can grab this. And I will restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten. The canker worm, the caterpillar, the palmer worm, and my great army, which I sent among you. And ye shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord, your God. Okay, now wait a minute. And ye shall what? Eat in plenty. And be satisfied. Okay, he said, he said How that happen? what's that a byproduct of? Can you go back to verse 25, just real simple? I will restore to you the years. And this got me. I said, God, how in the world... You're going to, he said two things. I'll restore time and substance. I said, okay, wait a minute. Go slow. He said, I'll restore the years, right? And I'm going to restore. So everybody say time, time. and substance. Now we're going to read it, right? He said, I'll restore the years that got stolen. Everybody say stolen. stolen. It got stolen. Eating up means it got stolen. Yeah. Somebody took it. Yeah. And we know who the thief is. Yeah. Devil comes and steals, right? Steal, kill, and destroy. Remember this. Everything in your life that was stolen, killed, and destroyed is the devil. Don't blame God for what the devil has done. Let me tell you something right here now. You better understand something. The devil is stinking demonic. I'm going to set people free in this building right here. 
You are mad at God. Listen to me. I'm prophetic all day long in this building. You are mad at God, thinking God. God didn't take nobody. God don't take nothing. God don't take nothing. God ain't never took nobody on the face of the earth. Go to these things and these people talk stupid, blaming God for stuff he ain't never done. The devil steals. And the devil kills and the devil destroys. And you got to figure that out day one. You only got one enemy. God will never take anything from you. God never takes anything from anybody. People go to, go to go, I've been to a funeral. Oh, God picked the flower out the sky. Shut up. God don't pick no flower out no sky. My God's a good God. He's a loving God. He loves people. He loves everybody. Don't take nobody. The devil's evil. He's evil. I hate him. He hates me. I got no problem. Day one when I started, I said, I hate you, devil. I hate you with a passion, and I'm going to destroy you. Because my father came, came to the earth in the form of Jesus Christ to destroy the works of the devil. And guess what? First John said what? And you destroy the works of the devil too. I got one reason to be in the earth and one reason only. To destroy the works of darkness and to share the marvelous light. And I'm going to tell you what. When you get excited about preaching this gospel the way you should preach it, you're going to get excited about people. And you're going to start telling the truth. And the Bible said, and this light will shine in darkness. And them that are trapped in darkness will see the light. Be the light. Be light. In a dark world and tell them God could change your marriage. God could change your family. God could change your finances. God could change this. God could change your health. God can do everything he said he could do in that book. And he's the only one that can. And we got to trust him. And when we don't understand him, we got to figure it out. And we got to learn about him because he's not an evil, mean, corrupt kind of God. He's a good, loving kind of God. He's a good God. And he's only good and he stays good. And the only thing he thinks about you is good things. Yeah. Only good things. So all he's about is good. We got to get this thing right. Because, boy, once I know I got an enemy, I know who I got to fight. I fight the fight of faith to hang on to my promises. I ain't got to fight no God. Can you imagine that? This is why people got no place of power. They're blaming God or don't know their position. And then they go, well, maybe God don't want me to have it. If you found it in the word, God wants you to have it. If you found it in the Bible, God's giving you access. That's what you got to do. What's the Bible say? Once you find out what God said, I know it's mine. Once you know you know you got it, guess what you do? You stand there and say, no, nope, God said I got it. God said it's in the book. I don't need to know where the will of God is. Once I found the word of God, I found his will. God wants me to have this. God wants me to have this. I know God wants me to have it, so God wants me to have it. I ain't going to let nobody take it. Come on, right? So stay with me. So watch this, right? Look what he said here. Uh, where were we at, like 25, 26? Right? He said, yeah, 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 yeah. He said, you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. And praise the name of the Lord your God, who's dealt wondrous with you. And my people shall never be ashamed. And he said this, and you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel and that I am the Lord your God. And no one else. And my people shall never be ashamed. And you shall know that I am in the midst of you. He said, I'm going to show up right in the middle of your stuff. I started asking myself this. I said, God, if I'm going to change if I'm going to change my future, see, now this is cool. Watch this. If you went into counseling about anything, usually what happens is they try to go into your past to correct your future. God, it, God don't work like that. God wants you to go in your future to outgrow your past. The problem with going back is I get trapped in the same spot that got me in the problem I started with. Look, look, if you ain't good at married, guess what? You ain't going to go back in the past to figure out how to get good at married. 
You got to get into the future. Come on. If you weren't great at finances in the past, guess what? Don't go back and look at the mistakes you made and go, well, praise the Lord, maybe I'll get it. No, you got to step into your future to change your past. If I'm going to do something about changing my past in my present, I'm going to have to step into my future. Did you get that? Did you, you didn't get that. If I'm going to do something about fixing my past and make my present great, I'm going to have to step into my future because it's only in my future that I'm going to find the success to change the past. Amen? I'm not going to go back there reminiscing and change where I'm going. All I'm going to do is go back to the place of failure and probably repeat it. But if I can go there and say, look, I know i got to fix some stuff, but I'm getting ready in my present to step into my future, if I could just step forward, God could change around. And I asked the Lord, I said, okay, God, I can understand this because this will get you, right? I said, I can understand you bringing back stuff. It makes sense. You know, you lost some money, God gives you some money, right? You lost some stuff, God will redo it, right? Now, I understand that God don't take nothing, but if God said, I'm going to restore the years and I'm going to restore that was taken, if he said, hey, I can get it, like if somebody, like, you got to get a bag, hey, get a new bag. Somebody took your scooter, get a new scooter. We're going to get it, right? Somebody took something, you get it. You understand what I'm saying? I can understand. Material, material is easy. If somebody took your coat, God will give you a new coat. God, somebody took your car, God will give you a better car. Got something happened, God can do it. But I said, God, I got a question for you. How in the world are you going to redeem time? Because I don't know about you, but time's the most precious commodity in the earth. So how are you going to give me back something that I know you're in control of? So it's like, you know, is it like a soccer game? You know, you ever watch a soccer game after the 90 minutes are done or whatever it is? They say, ooh, we have extended time. Are we going to show up at like 90 and God goes, ooh, you get two more years extended time because you were good in the earth. Are you going to do it like that? Are you going to prolong time? I don't know. I'm asking a question, right? I'm asking myself these days. I'm like, God, how do you, what do you do with time? He said, no. He said, no, what I'm going to give you is not as much the equivalence of time in, in a dimension of hours and minutes and seconds. I'm going to give you what was stolen in the time you've had. I'm not, I'm not, see, because I can't, it's unfair for me to take something and distort it. I can't take time. Look, oh, okay. Dave had a thing. So now Dave gets 27 hours today instead of 24 hours. That wouldn't be fair. Paul had a season, you know what I mean? So instead of giving him, you know, just like a, a 24-hour period, which we all work on that, I'm going to give him 32 hours today, give him a little extended time to make up some time. He said, that makes me unfair. So what I'm going to do is, in this space of time that you squandered and what was lost and stolen, I'm going to give it back. Not the time, but what was stolen in time. I said, whoa, 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 whoa. so I could have been shot out for a decade and all those things in that decade I was supposed to be getting. Maybe because of me or the devil, I don't even know. You're just good. He said, yeah, because like, I can do like in a day, what you, you take you a thousand years. Because a thousand years is a day, and a day is a thousand years to me, so it doesn't really make a difference of the increment of time. I could get you all the stuff that time tried to take from you and give it to you in a minute. 
I started getting just a little bit excited. I don't know about you. So basically what you're saying to me, see, like I could be preaching about anything today. It's good to be in this house today and really take your faith to get there. So you're saying, like, let me, and see, this is what I didn't get good this, in the morning service because I don't have time sometimes with that, like the equivalents and God moving. Let me break it down for you. All those years of service in church that looked like they were a waste of time, they weren't no waste of time. All those years of faithful sowing, and it didn't look like the sowing was really there. It wasn't a waste of time because God's getting ready in a flash of time to give you everything that was stolen, whether it be the devil or squandered because we weren't aware of the moment that we were living in. Because sometimes we step into regret because we squander time because we didn't really understand how valuable time is. And I'm going to tell you who understands how valuable time is, the people over 70. They really figured out what the most, I'm not paying a smart guy, I'm just telling you that God's on the truth. Young people were dumb. We don't pay attention. We go, oh, I got all the time in the world. When the time starts running out, you start understanding how precious it would be to go back in time and fix this up. So you should be getting really excited because I got news for you today that God will give you back what years of life were stuck, lost, squandered, robbed, ripped off, messed up, shot out, done in. You think it's over? I got news for you. God's going to give it back to you in a day. Now you say, I don't know if I believe it. You ain't going to get it. But I promise you, to, you won't because it takes faith. Because I'm going to put, see, here's the thing. I'm, God, you know what I said to me? I knew this today. I knew this today. I said, I'm going to go preach to myself, ain't I? He said, yes, you are, son. I said, no problem, dad. I know how to do this thing. See, because if you don't catch it, you don't get it. You got to get it. You got to get it. I said, I'm going to have a conversation with you today, ain't I? He said, yeah. He said, someone will enter in, but not all of them. I said, I don't care. Let's let it rip because you got to get it. Time got robbed. Oh, you say, I don't know what you're talking about. How much marriage time did you squander? Quiet in this church. How many, how many, no, 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 listen to me. How many, how many relationships took time? But wait, 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 wait. Didn't you say, Took, we should have been prospering, but it took it. Should have been, should have been, but it took it. Somebody took something. Somebody stole something. The devil stole something. The, the, the enemy took something. Some of you were, were not in a moment of understanding and took something, and the effects of what was taken have now been affecting you for decades after. But I got news for you. God said this, and I like it. You know what he said? He said, I'm going to redeem Time. I'm going to restore the time. The time that was lost, I'm going to restore it. The stuff that was taken, I'm going to replace it. The things that happened, I'm getting ready to restore your life. Look at this. Check this out. I'm going to show it to you, right? I like it because I had to find it in the Word of God, and I got excited when I found it. Go with me to Mark chapter 3. Ooh, I like this. You like? You all right? How many excited about getting your stuff? Because Proverbs, Proverbs, Proverbs 6, 31 says if you catch a thief, he got to pay back seven times. Come on, somebody. He got to pay sevenfold, amen? I started asking myself, how the devil, the devil, you know what's something funny about the devil? How are you going to know he stole it? You know what I'm saying? You ever meet a good thief? No, because the good thief don't get caught. You know what I'm saying? You ever meet a good thief? No. How am I going to know? See, here's what I got to do. I got to locate what was taken. Once I locate what was taken, what do I do? I demand it back. That's where I find the word of God. Watch this. You got this? Yeah. 
If you de- yeah, the thief is in 31. Go to Mark chapter 3. Look at this. Mark 3 and 1. That's a good one too. Pro- Pro- Proverbs 6.31 says this. If a thief gets caught seven times. Come on, somebody. But if he be hound, sevenfold. Everybody say sevenfold. Let, lift your hands to heaven and say, I'm getting my stuff back. Someone say it like you mean it. I'm getting my stuff back. I'm getting my stuff back seven times. Say it like you mean it. This is the weak faith business. Say, I say, I'm getting my stuff back. You got to believe it. I like that. Seven times. She's the only one that's going to get anything. Y'all look at She scared me. She scared me. Some of you better get scared enough to do something. Get it. Seven times. Catch a thief, you got to pay back. Now go back to Mark. Watch this Mark 3. You don't like this. Watch this. And he entered in the gate, this is Jesus, into the synagogue. And there was a man there with a withered hand. And they watched him. They're watching Jesus. So let's see if this joker heals this guy on a Sabbath day. Verse 2. See it? They watched whether he would, he would heal him on a Sabbath. And he said unto the man which had the withered hand, stand up. I like that. And he said unto him, is it lawful? Is it lawful to do good on a Sabbath or do evil, save life, kill? They held their peace. And when he looked around about on them with anger, being grieved for the hardness of their hearts, he said unto the man, stretch forth thine hand. And he stretched forth his hand, and it was what? Restored whole. I like that. I like that, right? He said, Jesus said, you got a need? He said, stand up. Sometimes you got to shift. You got to shift the place you sit. Because I'm just sitting in it. You know, I'm just kind of used to it. You know what I mean? Kind of like you know, one of the translations said, he, he stood forward. You know what I mean? He, he didn't just stand up, but he stepped forward. Jesus kind of called and said, come on. We get so stuck and stagnant. We get so stuck and just settle. We get so stuck and just, you know, like, like this. It's almost like this. He got used to his withered hand. You know what I mean? He got used. Well, you know, I could live with this. And I, he kind of got used to it. You know what I mean? It's like, he's like, shift the way you think about this thing. Stand up. Guy's got a withered hand. You know, he probably, I don't know, birth. Maybe it was a birth thing. Maybe it was a life thing. I don't know. But he, he was impaired. And he told him what? He said, shift out of that mentality and stand up. Step up out of this thing. Step up out of this mindset. Step up out of this idea how you see yourself. Step up out of this place of pain. Step up out of this thing that's been holding you back. Step up. Shift the way you think. And I like it. He said this. He said, and he what? He didn't heal him, but he restored him. He put him back together. That word restored has a, a, has a meaning to it, and it means this. I, want, I just want to read it to you. It says, it says this. It says to re-basically do this to restructure, to reconstitute in health, home, or organization. Did you get that? He said what? He said to do what? He said, he said to restore him, reconstitute in health, home, organization, to restore, to put back together. Stretch forth your hand, and he was what? Restored. Man, I'm telling you guys, listen to me. He didn't just give it. Look at what Isaiah 43.18 says. And then I want to read something to you. Isaiah 43.18. He listen to what he says. He says, remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I do what? 
I do a new thing. Look at the next verse. He said what? He said, behold, I will do what? A new thing. It'll spring forth. Shall it not? And shall you not know it? It'll spring forth. I even will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Something's getting ready to spring forth in your life. Something's getting ready to break out of your life. Come on, somebody. You got to mix your faith with this thing. Something's getting, why? He said it'll redeem the time. He said, behold, I'm doing something new. Forget about the past. I'm getting ready to do a new thing. It's going to spring forth. Shall you what? Not know it. I'll make a way even where there seems to be no way. Uh, behold, I'm doing something new. It's getting ready to spring forth. Amen. What's that spring forth thing? He's getting ready to redeem the time. He's going to get ready to redeem what was stolen. He's getting ready to take back what the enemy has stolen from you. He's getting ready to take back those years that looked like they were given up on. He's getting ready to take back the stuff that looks like the enemy had won with. He's getting ready to take back the, the, the years that looked like, you know, maybe there was chaos. He's getting ready to take back the months of pain. He's getting ready to take back the years of anguish. He's getting ready to take back the stuff that was broken. He's getting ready to take back the stuff that got lost. He's getting ready to take back that marriage things. You think you lost and you can't get them back. He's getting ready to take it back. He's going to take back that money. He's going to take back that stuff. He's going to take back your mind. He's going to take back your soul. He's going to take back stuff that tried to get stolen from you. That stuff that got sick, that ain't going to be sick no more. That stuff that got messed up, ain't going to get messed up no more. That stuff that looked like it ain't going to be, he's going to take it back. He's going to take it back. Why is he going to take it back? Because he promised me and he promised you that in this season of time, he said, I'm the Lord and I'm going to restore what the devil has stolen. And if you got some stuff you need to get back from the devil. You better tell him right now. You better shout like God's moving on your behalf and tell that joker, you better get your hands off my stuff. This ain't hype. I'm telling you why. Because your faith is released in your praise. I'm getting it. I'm getting my stuff. You tell God, God's for you, amen. I'm getting my stuff. I don't care if you got to break the power of the devil all day long. You just keep rejoicing about what God's doing. Somebody getting a new job. Come on, somebody getting a better promotion. Somebody got, why? Because he's getting ready. Now, here's the thing. I said, God, how you move in time? How you move with time? Well, he said, I am time. I'm Alpha and Omega. I'm the now God. You ain't getting me. God does not, let me tell you about God. Okay, when we say he's infinite, okay, he's omnipresent. There is no, there's no, this is the best way to say about God. There is no, there is no real beginning and end to God. He is everything. He's not in everything. Hear me, like, oh, people got a goofy religion. Oh, God is everything. God is, God is a tree. No, God ain't no tree. Come on, you understand what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? But God is eternity. He started it, and it's continuing, and it'll never stop ending because he is the epitome of everything in time. But the thing that I got about God, he's not really in the past, and he's not really in the future. I believe this. He's in the now. That's what I believe. I could be wrong. You could whatever with me. You could say, how can you say that? Simple. Because the only thing that matters to God is now. Because this is the thing I get with God. He is alpha. He is omega. He is beginning. He is end. He knows, but he does not make the choices for you, but he knows the choices that you will make. That's why people, that's why when people get stuck with this level of, of, of basically uh, predestination, very dangerous as far as I'm concerned. 
Because God knows the decisions you're going to make, but he does not make the decisions that you choose. But he knows what you're going to say when you get there. That's why he tries to re-equip your life to sustain you forever. Because you're going to make some dumb choices in life. He tries to bring a fallout plan on the other side to make sure. You don't think he's seeing Adam coming? He's seen it, right? He's seen him coming. That's why he added Jesus. Adam was supposed to be the guy. See, this is where people got to get this. Like, why did Jesus, Jesus was a great story about the thing. That, no, no, no. Adam was the first son. Jesus was the second. Adam, remember? We were here last week. I, when I read that, like, years ago, I almost fell out the chair. And then after they confirmed it, I was like, this is crazy. Adam, God's first son. Adam, the son of God. It's in Corinthians. Well, then who in the world is Jesus? He's the second son. Made sense. The first Adam, the second Adam. First Adam came and brought sin in the world. The second Adam came and replaced man to his original status. So now let me ask you a question. Was Adam, how was Adam designed? He was supposed to be God in the earth. You got to get that because this is how we see it. Adam was the fallout guy, but Jesus was supposed to be the replacement to fix. No, Adam was supposed to be the guy. He was supposed to be the only guy, but he failed and Jesus had to fix it. You see it? Does it make sense? Because we read the story like Adam was going to come and be a screw up and Jesus was going to come be a fix up. No, Adam was supposed to be the guy. But because he screwed up, God brought a plan to redeem man. That's why the gospel is so good. Thank God, because we all would have been banished to hell. You know what God told me one day? I was walking from here. To, I'm going to be straight with you. I was walking from here to the bathroom, right? And I swear to you, the Lord spoke to me and said this. He said, well, thank God. Thank the Lord God we didn't get Lucifer's deal. He screwed up once and was banished forever. <sighs> thank God. Thank God we didn't get the Lucifer plan. He makes one mistake and is damned forever. I know it was big, but guess what, man? I got some mistakes too. How about you? Yeah. Thank God I only, thank God we only get to make one mistake, and that was the end of it. Write us off forever. I started getting real merciful real quick after that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, think about it. I was like, I'm hard on the guy, but man, Jesus, good God, I made some mistakes. I mean, granted, they weren't as bad as him, like thinking I'm going to exalt myself above God. But guess what? I got some humdingers out there. How about you? All right. So let's just stay in. The, let's just stay in it. But he said, I'm going to retire. So here's what I got, and I'm going to let you go. He's the Alpha and the Omega, and this is what got me, messed me up. Remember we were in my series? I'm like, well, then how in the world are we continually in the blessing? Because I don't ever leave now. I know where I've been, and I know where we're going, but you don't, because this is what I kept saying to you guys. Remember, you don't, what do you really live in besides now? You never live in tomorrow, because when tomorrow shows up, it is today. When Jesus said, don't take no worry for tomorrow, why should you? You're not even going to be there. I got news for you. No one is going to see tomorrow. Every person on the face of the earth that is looking for tomorrow has never lived in tomorrow. Because once you show up in tomorrow, it has now become today. So tomorrow is basically a figment of the imagination because it never really comes. You understand what I'm saying? Because when you get there, it is now today and yesterday is gone and all I really live in is now 
Human beings never leave now. That's why faith is now. It's not later. It's not behind me. It's now. And if it's not now, it's not faith. So really, and this is a really cool one, right? I gave you this one. You guys got to get this. And all your life is really only what you remember. That's all your life is. Your life is only what you remember. And what do you only choose to remember is your life. That's your call. Choose what you want to remember. You can remember it every day at Disneyland. Guess what? That'll be your, that'll be your remembrance. And that's okay, too. Go for it. I don't blame you. I would. Somebody, somebody said something to me the other day. They said, everything that's caused pain in my life, I don't want around me. Because I don't want the memories. <sighs> oh, I totally get it. I was like, it didn't make sense when I first heard it. I was like, why would that? Because that thing, I, that, that's a painful memory. I don't want it, so I'll just get rid of it. Oh, my God. Come on. You understand what I'm saying? Somebody's like, well, that's my spouse. Well, that's where love comes in. <laughs> if your spouse is the key of painful memories, guess what? Sorry, you got to hang on to them. Pray, pray, pray through, pray through, pray through. Come on. Hey, go, go see Paul and Karen from marriage class. All right, come on. Right? So now you only live in now. Right? So I, I don't really live five years ahead. I don't live five years back. I live in now. So what's hard for me just to give you what time has taken for you and give it to you right now? Oh, my God in heaven. If you can hear me, this is not some flowery picture I'm trying to paint you. The only place, this is so good, the only place God can take the things that were stolen from time and put them in is now. Are you getting it? He can't really put it in the future because the future to him is going to become now. So why can't I just give you everything that was trapped in time right now? I can give you 10 years of squandered now because I'm only in the now. Oh, my God, it's your faith that pulls it into this dimension. Are you seeing it? The business will come now. The stuff will come together now. The marriage stuff could come now. But it takes faith. He said, I am God and I redeem time. I said, my God in heaven, you know what? You're the God that created time. So guess what? If you want to be the redeemer of time, glory be to God. Let it be. I don't want to be the hinderer of time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.